0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Pirkei Avot. We've been working this week on the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avot. And today I chose a Mishnah that's a little bit off the beaten path. It's not one that most people um, study very intensely. I mean, of course, they're all beautiful Mishnayot. um, But it's one that potentially you've never heard before. Uh, And I chose it because I think there's a few things in there that I I would like to say, and I hope it goes over well. Um, So here it goes. Mishnah uh, Yud the eighteenth Mishnah in chapter four. Rebbe Shimon ben Elazaromer al tarzet chavercha b'shat kaaso, ve'al tenachamenu b'shat sh'ashem sh'ashem metom u'tal lefanav, ve'al tishallo b'shat nidro, ve'al tishtadil l'reot b'shat kalkalato. Rebbe Shimon says, do not try to appease your friend while he is angry, and do not try to console him while the body is still in front of him, waiting for burial. Do not try to get him to undo a vow that he has just made in his anger. Try not to see your friend when he is being degraded, when he's doing something improper. When you, when you know he's doing something wrong, try not to be around that's what the Mishnah says on the face on face value so al et kaaso do not try to appease your friend okay while he is angry right there while he's screaming there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a chance when people get angry they've left they're out of their mind something else has taken control of their thought and they'll do things and say things that they don't absolutely don't mean. The Gemara says that anybody who's angry like that and has lost control of his faculties, it's considered like he's doing his Oved Avodah Zarah. So what what are you talking to somebody? You're talking to a you're talking to a pesel, You're talking to a to a statue. The person is not the person. So yes, he looks like that person, but that's not him. That's something else that's possessed him. And stay away until he comes down till this ruach ra'ah leaves him, and then you can come back and you can try to uh, to you know to to straighten things out. Um, the god says we learned it from a Gemara in Masichit um, Berachot. says in the name of Biyose, that how do we know you should not go to. Uh, try to appease a person while he is angry. It's pasuk from the Torah by Lo Alenu VeLochem Chacheta Egel says Panay Yelechu Hashem said Panay Wait until my face goes away. Of course, Hashem doesn't have a face. It's metaphorical. Right, and then I, then I will let you. I will, you know, I'll, I'll accept what you have to say. But first, Panayelechu, and therefore we'll, it's a it's a play on the words of of human face. When the person has got that angry face on and he's all beat red and he's screaming and yelling, it's a waste of time. You're wasting your breath. You're wasting your time. It's only going to make him more angry. Let him calm down. Just keep your mouth shut. Bite your tongue. Okay, the Gemara talks about uh, people who are able to listen to them being themselves being degraded and don't answer back. What kind of power and koach and, and and berachot are going to be showered on such a person who can bite his tongue at that point in time? And this is a this is a double uh, double zichut. A, you'll get the power and the beracha of everything good by keeping your mouth shut. Because again, listening to things like that, when someone is degrading you and screaming at you and yelling at you, will also cause you to get angry and respond in kind. And that's not what you want to do. So don't even try to appease him. Let him just blow his steam off until he's done. And afterwards, calm down, and then you can talk to him. Okay? Because Basuk says, "Panayalechu v'ani chotilach." Then the second part of the Mishnah says, the next piece, Okay, He says, do not try to console the person while the body is still in front of him. Now obviously the person at that point in time, again, is in this state of mind that is just not his normal self. Um, they bring a pasuk where it's learned from, it says that uh, it's, a, it's a midrash, uh, that uh, after law, the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, so the Malachi Sharet came to console, to console try to console Hashem. The Pasuk says Hashem was crying. It says, Pasuk from Yeshaya, Vaikra Hashem Elohim, Sevaot Lebechi Velemisped, Velekorcha Velechgorzak. gorsak." Pasuk says Hashem was calling out in bitter tears and crying, and the sackcloth, and and, uh, and Hashem was very upset, and the Malachi Sharet came to him, and Hashem blew them off, and He says, She'u m'ini amaret bebekhi, al ta'itzu Nahameni. Shem says, leave me alone, I need to cry this out, and stop pressing me to try to console me, okay? And obviously the the the, the metaphor is the Bet Mkdash is destroyed, is the myth that's in front of a person, and uh, Shem says, I, "I just leave me alone. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, lately, I don't know how this minhag started, uh, but I think it really needs to stop. Uh, you know, I've been attending funerals, and hopefully we never have to go to another one, but this idea that the funeral doesn't start right away when they bring the body in and people are going over to the mourners to give cons- consolation and the body is in front of them, it's aib, it's not kavod to the mit. it's not proper. I really believe it needs to stop. Uh, I don't know why it hasn't been put a stop. It was never that way before. With the, the funeral is there for the kavod of the mit. And to turn your back on the mit and to start to talk to the children uh and the and the spouses and and of course it's a very nice thing we all need to console them but the mishnah is very clear you're not allowed to give consolation while the mit is there you have to let the funeral start immediately let the rabbi get up and sit down the minute the body comes inside everybody should sit in this place including the children, not to go over, not to talk to them. You can see them after when the body is outside already in the hurts and they're walking down the block. That's the time to start the consolation, not when the body's there in front of you. It's Ipe. It really is Ipe. It's been bothering me for a long time. I'm not a, a somebody, a gadol, that I can say this to the community, but whoever is listening to my recording, so I'm assuming that, you know, that you you are okay with what I'm going to say. So if, if I'm insulting anybody um, please forgive me, but I really believe it's improper, to, and, and it really needs to stop. Um, next, so the next part: Al al at Person just made a vow. Something upset him. Something did, and you want to, you, you know, he wants to make this vow and let it fly out of his mouth. And you want to try to come and try to stop him from. That. He says, Don't, no, no, don't do that. Where do we learn it from? So uh, we learn it from. Um. Again, Moshe Rabenu by the uh, the case of the hitting the rock when Moshe and Aaron got punished for hitting the rock instead of speaking to the rock, and um, you know Moshe set up morim right, and he's yelling at Bnei Israel, you rebellious nation, rebellious people, and, and uh, he hits the rock, and then after that, Hashem told him, right? Hashem said, Lachen lo taviu et akhal hazeh el ha'aretz. Hashem said to Moshe, "I told you to speak. You hit, and therefore lachen, you will not bring them." It says the Gemara that in lachen el lashon shivua, the word lachen is a swear. It's a, it's a connotation of a swear. It brings a pasuk shenehmar lachen nishbaati lebet Eli. And Hashem made a swear to the family of Eli. Uh, that uh, they're not going to have long life, uh, the the, uh, the offspring of Eli HaKohim for some things that his boys did. And we'll save that for another conversation. Anyway, but you see that the word lachen is nishbati. It's a shibua. So Hashem swore to Moshe, right at that point in time, that there that he's not going to allow uh, Moshe and Aaron into the land. And you know what did Moshe do? You, you heard that thing. That shibua. You tried right away. What do you mean? What do you mean, Hashem? No, 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 no. You tried. Don't you try to appease him? No. Moshe kept his mouth shut and he waited till the end of the 40 years in the midbar and then afterwards. He went to go pray to Hashem after that. Right. And then at that point in time, Moshe says, okay, this is time's up almost. You know, I'm running out of time over here. It better be time. Maybe I better go talk to Hashem. So he waited a very long time. So it wasn't at the time that the Shadwa was done, it was done much later. And therefore, if you hear somebody say, I swear I'm not going to do this, I swear, I'll leave the guy alone. Leave him alone. Talk to him later. The last piece of the Mishnah. Al kilkal, uh, you try not to see the person when he's doing something improper. God says again, we learn this from Hashem by Adam Harishon and Hava when they ate from the. It's Hashem didn't come right away that second and attack and say, "What do did you all right?" He said, "What does it say?" It says. After they they their eyes were opened because they ate from it and they, they realized that they were naked. They made themselves They right they took together these fig leaves and made some clothing to cover up their nakedness. And then after that, it says right Bagan They heard Hashem calling. So Hashem waited until they were already dressed. Not to see them in the, in this uh, position of, of you know, right when they've sinned. And there's so many stories about, um, you know, our great earlier rabbis. Um, you know, when we came to this community, we came to this country early, in the early times. Um, so, I don't know, it was in the, I would say around the 40s or 50s. I, even when I was a younger kid, I remember that there, there were people that used to go to work on Shabbat after shul. It was a thing. Baruch Hashem... The community has grown, uh, and uh, it's. I, I don't think I don't I I don't want to say. It. Hopefully, it's nobody anymore. Like, you know we were, now we have yeshivot and the kids are being brought up properly about hashem and it's fantastic. And we've made great strides. In those days, it wasn't so. It wasn't so like that. And uh, you know, there's many stories of uh, our rabbis. You know, walking down the street, and seeing somebody get into the car to go to work, um, and really just not saying a word. You know, making themselves blind, making themselves not seen, or even saying Shabbat shalom to the person and telling him have a wonderful day, and uh, you know the way you know to to bring a person back from the brink is really always with sugar. It's never with a stick, screaming and yelling at people to will never ever get them to change. Never, and unless the person is on an extremely high level uh, and they're ready to receive tochecha to receive rebuke. But 99% of the people turn and they become immediately defensive. And the more screaming you do, the more they're going to stay their ground and not going to listen to you. It's so much better to close an eye, blink, blink. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just the only way to make people um, change is to keep yourself uh, pure, to show them love, to show them the proper way by example. And no matter what, no matter what, always show them a smile, and talk to them with sweet words. Because Shaat, when we see a person doing something wrong, they know they're doing something wrong. They know. Everybody knows. We all have this internal body clock. Um, you know, this body, this good and bad uh, inside of us. We know what's wrong and we know what's right. And when we're doing something wrong, we know we're doing something wrong. So just you know, verifying that for the person is just going to make it worse and it's what better to keep your mouth closed say something later show them a hug show them a, show them a kind face and that's the way to bring somebody back i hope everybody has a wonderful and beautiful day